Welcome to David Nagel's Art of Success Business School. You are about to get a glimpse behind the curtain of David's massively successful income acceleration principles as he shows you how to approach your business with innovative growth strategies that are grounded in accurate thinking and result in high-end sales. And here is the man himself, David Nagel. But we have to think differently. We have to begin to think, all right, who else, who else had a question? Yeah, hello. Hi. Uh, I'm coming from Europe. My name is Shanti. Uh, so you were talking about um, riding a bike, like uh, earning money is like riding a bike. And um, I still feel here like I'm talking about riding the bike. So my bike is still in the garage. So when I, I want to have my bike and start riding. So what can I do? What is your bike? <sighs> well... Earning more money in my business. You need more money in your business? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to get to that, right? This is about making subtle changes that make all the difference, okay? First of all, you all have to get to the place where you say to yourself, I'm no longer going to come from a place of I need money. That, now, that's easier said than done when you've got a stack of bills sitting on your desk. I know. But folks, I am not going to, I would never ask you to do something that I've not done myself. Okay? I've had the bills on my desk. I filed, I went bankrupt when I was in my early 20s. I had a car repossessed. I ate government cheese at one time. If you do not make these subtle shifts in the way that you think, you're never going to make the big shifts that are required to, to break free of it. You do not need money. The need for money will cause you to do things that is unethical. It will cause you not to follow the truth. It will cause you to play small instead of playing big. It will not allow the ease of success to actually come into your life. You do not need to make money. And if you think to yourself, if there's a part of you that's battling that right now, you've got to think to yourself for a moment, what would happen if all money stopped flowing into your life instantaneously. Because a lot of you are afraid of what would happen. And there's no reason to be afraid of it. I remember one time sitting uh, when Joe was a little boy. I had to kick Joe out of his bedroom. Because when I started the business, I decided I needed an office. And we only had three bedrooms. And it was me and my wife and Joe and his older sister. So I put Joe and his older sister in one room. Because I needed an office. You were okay with that, right, Joe? <laughs> I remember sitting in that room, staring out the window, thinking to myself, I need to make sales. No money's coming in. And I really did. And I'm looking out on the street, and I'm thinking, what's the problem? What is the, why is this not happening? Something is wrong. What's, what is not happening here? And I realized that I need to trace this back and find out how am I causing this problem because you're going to set responsibility for it. You're going to look at how are you being the cause of the problem that you're experiencing, not anybody else. And I'm looking out the window, I'm thinking, okay, so what the hell? If this isn't happening, I must be resisting something. In other words, I must be resisting being someone or doing something in my business that would allow this money to flow in. So what am I resisting? Well, I was resisting making sales, but I used the excuse that I didn't have anybody to talk to because that was easy. However, it was also, for most people, very true. It wasn't like I had 
a bunch of leads or people to talk to. I pretty much used them up. But I knew that that wasn't the problem. It was a symptom of the problem. So I'm like, well, that's not it. What's the problem? I thought, am I afraid to fail? And I thought, no, that's, that's not right either. Nobody's afraid to fail. So what am I really afraid of? And when I boiled it right down to it, what I was afraid of was that if I did fail, all the people that said, I told you so, would be right. And I would have to face them. And there was nothing more that pissed me off than that idea. (laughs) That they would be right, and I would actually have to go back to a life of conforming to how they said that I had to live. And I could not imagine my life spending the rest of my life driving a forklift on that dock. I just could not imagine having to live that life. I knew that I was better than that and that I could get there, but that was just abhorrent to me. Like, no way. That, that, that can't happen. But that was my fear. It was really the fear of rejection, ridicule, and humiliation. It had nothing to do, because I thought to myself, okay, so what's the worst that could happen? If the business fails, I could always go back to doing what I was doing. I'm not going to be homeless. We're not going to starve, you know. And neither will any of you. Neither will any of you. What we really fear the most is what other people think of us. Having somebody laugh at you for daring to dream differently than they have. Which really says something about us, doesn't it? Because when it comes right down to it, the other truth that that reveals is that we're living our life for the appreciation of people that could really care less about us even though it would appear that they do. You start to do something that's radically different than them, and you see how fast they, or how much they actually care about you. Of course, they will ridicule you and humiliate you and shame you, but it's all for your own good. (laughs) Don't you understand? I'm trying to save you from making such a terrible mistake in your life. If it was that easy, everybody would do it over and over and over again. You see? And it became more apparent that that truth, if you want to change your life, you're going to have to change your life, was more true than I realized. Which means that it's not just about changing the small things, but changing all the ancillary things that actually help keep you where you are, like the people that you hang around, the people that support you or don't support you, and where you want to go. It's hard. It's hard to make those changes because we love those people. At least we think we do. You know, when you get further down the road, you realize that a lot of people that you've got in your life that you're just kind of keeping hanging on, you really don't love all that much as you're addicted to them. You know, you're addicted to their story, you're addicted to their drama, you're addicted to relationships. Because if you think, what's the most precious thing that you have in your life? The truth of the matter is it's your life. So why would you fill it with people that don't support you living the best life that you can? Instead, support you living the safest life that you can. But we don't hear that growing up. At least most of us don't. I never did. But only as we become aware that that's how we're actually behaving can we change it. You really can't change anything that you're not aware of. So the idea, more than anything, is that you become more and more aware of the things that need to change so that you can actually start where you are. 
That's it for this episode of David Nagel's Art of Success Business School. If you're a business owner who's hearing more no's from ideal clients than expected, go now to www.salesstrategyreview.com to claim a complimentary one-on-one session with one of David's trained sales coaches and learn what you can do right now to accelerate your sales and income. We trust you enjoyed this edition of David Nagel's Art of Success Business School. And until next time, just believe.